Blog Talk Radio. And you're listening to Live Without Limits, Dreams Come True with the Right Mindsets. And today's show is titled, Seven Easy Ways to Stop Anxiety and Chronic Stress from Ruining Your Life. Now, we've been in a pandemic for over or over 20, uh, 20, over two years already, and uh, many people have been experiencing stress because they're not used to isolating, they're not used to distancing, and if you have a certain personality where interaction with people is so important, it creates anxiety, and especially those that are introverts, that if they have any fears at all, this brings out their fears. So stress is a huge problem in our society. In fact, health experts say that chronic stress is one of the main contributors to sickness and a disease. High stress levels can certainly affect your mental, emotion, and physical body. That means that if you have any health issues to begin with, they become more extreme. When you are too stressed or anxious, you may begin to feel agitated, fatigued, dizzy, or simply overwhelmed with the hustle and bustle of everyday life, work, and so on. There seems to be too much energy expanded on the tedious task and not enough rest and relaxation. And here's another thing to think about. During the early part of the pandemic, when the numbers started to rise, companies had to close down and start cleaning up, and people had to isolate, and many people started feeling much more stressed due to their financial issues. And many of them also had to take their jobs online. Now, before I really get into this, what I'd like to do is tell you a little bit of a story that fits this because it just shows you how, how where we are today and where we are, say, back in the 70s and 80s. Because if you think about it in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, as and even the, the 1950s. In the 1950s, you had the growth of the corporate environment. Now, in the early 19th, or the very early part of the 20th century, when people were migrating to America, many of them brought their skills from them from their home country. In their home country, they would go, because they lived in little small communities, they could go home 
to home selling their wares. When they came to America, what they did was they took the pushcarts, they put them on the street corners, and in their neighborhoods, people came to them. Eventually, they grew enough to put things into a store, and then some of them became big conglomerates, and and many of the early or the ones that were the early people that came to America and their firstborns when they went to work for the corporation, they worked their way up, they had their 25-year retirement, and they received their gold watch. And many of them went to work, or rather went and fought in World War II because they wanted to give back to their country what the country had given to them. And in the early days, I remember my mother talking about her uncle. And Uncle Barney, when they lived in the high-rises in New York, he was a janitor. But he went to work for the steel mill, and he was willing to work for free until the owner was able to pay him a salary. Therefore, when the owner died, it was in his will that his sons, when they took over the business, could not fire Uncle Barney. They had to let him work until he was ready to re retire. And he and he he worked into his seventies and he lived to be ninety-nine. Then the baby boomer generation, which were the children born after World War II, many many of them went to work for the corporation and expected to have a job for life just like their parents. But if you remember in the late eighties and the early nineties, that's when corporations were merging. And they had two to three people who held the job. So what did they do? They started offering buyout packages. And that was the beginning of the dot-com era and entrepreneurship. And I had a friend who worked for IBM. And she worked for them for 22 years. And she took early retirement. And she took the first six months to figure out if entrepreneurship was for her. She decided it wasn't. And she went to work for a small company managing the store. But as you can see, after that, no corporation has a guaranteed job for anyone today. And the employee is not loyal to the employer and the employer is not loyal to the employee and it and what happened with the pandemic it already accelerated an industry that was already happening because in the late 90s many corporations and many small companies were looking for ways to do cost saving so what they did was they bought the computer, they installed the software, they gave the employee the phone, they told them, go home, set up the internet, set up your phone service, and then all you have to do is log into the mainframe, and we will reroute calls into your home. And that's where the trend was moving, and now we talk about remote workers. Comcast, Apple, Microsoft, 
many of those customer service jobs, they're all done through remote workers today. Even insurance companies use remote workers to take orders for over-the-counter products. So as you can see, we've moved into a new era in the workplace. And if you look back over the 30-year transition, it was already transitioning long before the pandemic. And creating a website, every small business, every mom and pop store, every corporation, all have websites because it allows you to be open 24-7 and sell even while you sleep. And you're finding that many people who depended on those jobs that they had to give up, some of them had some money to fall back on, some didn't. But they learned that they can go create their own business. They can build their own websites. They can, they can start doing e-commerce. As you notice, during the pandemic, more and more people started purchasing products online. So that meant that companies like Amazon, who did business online, were already ahead of the game. So is anxiety and stress hurting your life? Maybe your mind is racing. And you can't seem to slow it down. Or perhaps it's causing you to be agitated and you have trouble sleeping at night. You may even find yourself reading for a, or rather, you may even find yourself reaching for a drink to attempt to bring your stress levels down. Or you may wonder, about getting on anti-anxiety medication. Anxiety and stress are real. And while it may not be possible to remove every stressor in life, know that there are things that you can do to reduce or eliminate excess stress in your life. It takes a proactive attitude and some consistency. Managing stress is possible when you learn a few stress reduction and management techniques and perform them regularly. Here are seven effective ways that you can reduce and manage stress so that you can feel you are in control of your life again. Become an optimist. Life will throw some hurdles and unfortunate circumstances on you at times. There's no getting away from that. Decide now that you will face them head on with an optimistic attitude. Your thoughts matter. So commit to engaging with positive thoughts when it comes to life's stressors. Now, how do you create some of those positive thoughts? If a negative or fearful thought comes, acknowledge it and then release it. You may want to have some positive affirmations handy to reframe from your mindset. I may go through here and kind of look at some things that we can talk about that can kind of show you some 
of what the affirmations are that we're talking about and how to look at them. For instance, if there's if you look at certain things in your life, then you can definitely look for certain affirmations. And here's some that I would like to give you. So if you said incredibly beautifully beautiful things are coming to me, I will not allow fear to control me. I focus on the positive. I choose my thoughts wisely. I always find new ways to adapt. My energy is powerful. I will manifest my greatest dreams. I am allowing endless possibilities to open up to me. Everything I deserve is flowing towards me effortlessly. Nothing can get in the way of it. And let's look at let's look at some others that are out there. Like I have developed the ability to find positive energy in any situation. I anticipate good things. I believe that things will always work out favorably in the end. I acknowledge my negative emotions, but choose to focus on positive emotions. And that's what you need to do is recognize when those negative feelings are coming on so that you can change them and focus more on positive emotions. I am thankful for the simple things in life. I will not dwell on the negative. I remain fully present in my in each moment. And that's what you need to do is figure out how you're going to be present at any time in your life and make sure that you utilize those things in order to be the person you want to be. Surrender. You might as well surrender now to the fact that you can't control everything. The boss yells, the car breaks down, your child breaks the antique vase, and so on. Accept that accepting things as they come will help you to relax more and have faith that things will work out one way or another. Most of the things that we stress out about don't even occur and aren't indicative at the end of the world. Now, basically what's happening is you have people, if you have fears, you let those fears take control of you and imagine things are going to happen even if they're never going to happen. So always be aware of how to recognize and how to, to know what's actually going on and where you're coming from. Because if you don't do that, then what's going to happen? Well, then you're going to allow your fears to take over. And those fears are the things that cause the negative emotions. And when I finish this, what I'm going to do is tell you a little story called the fuzzy tail. So take a deep breath. Deep breathing techniques work wonders for relaxation and letting go of 
tension a few times a day or when you're feeling stressed out, sit or lie down and take two to three deep breaths and let them out slowly. Then take a minute to focus only on your breathing. As you do so, entertain positive thoughts about the stressing situation and life in general. There are some great mobile phone apps that will remind you throughout the day to pause, breathe, and fully relax. There's Headspace and there's Prana Breath. Calm and meditate. Back in the 60s when the self-help industry started, people were making tapes that you could put in a tape recorder that could help you relax. Things where they would tell you to tighten up your grip and just hold it and keep it as tight as possible so that you can feel the tenseness. And then let it go slowly. And as you go slowly, release the tension. And you do this with every little single part of your body. And that's one of the reasons that they often tell you to, re to exercise because exercise helps you to release those endorphins that help to take the stress off your head. So that's why, and in fact, exercise is the next thing that we're going to talk about because health experts report that regular exercise helps reduce stress significantly. If, if you will commit to exercising three to four times a week, you're likely to feel better mentally and physically. Endorphins are released as you exercise, which are chemicals that provide you with some happy feelings. This sounds like a win-win situation for everyone. So as you can see, this is what we're talking about. What you're doing is you're working on those muscles. And when you work on those muscles and you're stressing them, then you're putting out some of the stress that you're feeling and releasing it. Therefore, that's something that can truly help you to change your life and change how you look at things, and how you do things. Get some energy work. There are various alternative techniques that have been very successful at reducing and eliminating anxiety and stress. Check into avenues like emotional freedom techniques or AFT, energy therapy. Yoga, acupuncture, shamanic breath work, or acupressure. Now, these are some various different things that have been around. And EFT has been talked about as far back as the latter part of the 20th century and started growing as a form of therapy during the 70s and 80s, yoga 
remember, if you remember the Beatles, what did they do? They went to India and they, they, they went to learn how to meditate. Now, they were taking drugs too because drugs were another way of experience of psychedelic things, but drugs are not the thing you need to look for. But if you look for ways to, to get in touch with your inner self, that's what yoga is all about, is how to help you get in touch with those feelings and those emotions that are going on inside of you and how to release them. Journal. Journaling is a way that you can get in touch with what you're feeling because if you write it down today and say six months from now when you work through many of your issues and you go back and you read your journal on what you were going through at that time, then you can really understand just how you changed and just how relaxed you become. So some people find journaling or writing down their feelings and day-to-day musings calming and relaxing. You can write as little or as often as you'd like. Grab a cup of tea and coffee and sit it out on your porch while writing. Through, through the years, you'll have a log of your life, which will be quite interesting to read. Remember, if you look, we don't always remember things that happened even five years ago, but if you've been keeping a journal, then you can really look back and see what was going on in your head, what you were feeling at that time. But and it, and it can definitely help you. And it also will help you see that what was the trigger that caused a lot of your stress. Because what happens to you in childhood affects who you are as an adult. And it really affects the, the mental well-being of where you are. So make a not-to-do list. If you're busy all the time, it's time to make a not-to-do list. This list is for the activities that are taking up your time and stressing you out that you can cut out of your life. Too fatigued to clean the house after putting in a long 40 hours at work. Hire a house cleaner. Spending many hours on the computer or watching television, cut some out and spend more time with your family. Think about the things that you can cut and do it. So when you are thinking about all of the things that you need to look at, it's up to you to decide exactly how you are going to change those things in your life and what you're going to do to help yourself. So remember, it's up to you to make the choices that you need to make. Small changes that can lead to big success. Living an 
ultra busy life can surely cause stress. You may even get addicted to the chemicals that are swimming in your body or you run from here to there, always having to do something that what's going on is when you live an ultra, ultra busy life, you're so used to multitasking that you can't stop multitasking. So the idea here is to relax. And that's why yoga, and if you listen to how they chant, it helps to reduce that stress, and it helps you to get a lot more focused. Take some time to learn to relax. Cut out the stress that you can. Take up a few anxiety reduction techniques and focus on your breath more often. This is a more mindful way to live, and it can help you live less stressed and more relaxed. Take these tips and put them into action today. You deserve to enjoy more peace and more joy and and a more filling life. And always remember that you have the opportunity to control where you are coming from. So always recognize just what you are doing and how you can literally put things and take them into account. It's up to you to decide exactly where you are and what it is that you want. And often we don't even realize what we're doing when we do it. So think about that, where you're at now and where you want to be and how you're going to get there. Because if you don't, what you're literally 